We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. There was something about Gypsy Rhodes Blanchard and her mother Dee Dee Blanchard that you couldn't help but love. A mother who committed to giving her daughter everything she ever desired, and a daughter who was afflicted with cancer, uh, muscular dystrophy, and a myriad of other maladies, but who always smiled nonetheless. So, when Dee Dee was fatally stabbed in her own home while her ill daughter was nowhere to be found, the neighbourhood fell into disarray. Gypsy Rose was the target of a search, which was delightfully halted when she was discovered a short while later. The Gypsy Rose that they discovered, however, was not at all the same girl that had vanished. Rather than a thin, disabled cancer patient, the police found a strong young woman walking and eating on her own, and questions instantly arose about the beloved mother-daughter duo. Join us as we discuss the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Hello, ghoul friends and spook daddies. It's Dom, and welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. Um, As always, I want to thank you for being here for this episode. And please do take this as your reminder that you're a beautiful, amazing human, and you're doing amazing things. And we are very, very happy that you are here. So, unfortunately, me and Amy weren't able to record together this week. But help came. And the lovely Carly, who you may remember was here and we talked about the Donna party fiasco, was able to step in at short notice. Welcome back to the show, Carly. Hi, thanks for having me again. (laughs) No problem, no problem. Thank you for coming on. I don't know how much you know about this case. Oh, I love this case. I love this case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this was one of my deep dives. I'm so excited right now. Yeah, she's getting paroled soon, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. I think I saw that on the news. Well, I hope that I do it justice. Now I've got the the pressure's on now, guys. Bloody hell, Cardi's like, yeah, I know the ins and outs. Uh, <laughs> I know everything about this, so you better bring it. No, <laughs> I probably don't remember all the details, but no, I love this case. This is this is a this is a really good one. <laughs> I am very excited to be co-hosting this today. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting interesting case, um, which I'm obviously very looking forward to talking about. Um, but more importantly, Carly, how are you today? How I are you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. How no are problem. you today? I'm good. It's recording day. It's always a good day when I get to talk about some true crime or some very strange unsolved mystery um, or just some absolute disaster, such as the clusterfuck that was the Donna expedition. Um, <laughs> but no, it's always good. Uh, recording day. It's always fun. And I believe that you have some very exciting news for some projects that you've got on the go, like a little meeting that you might have had. A little meeting. No, I just I was just talking um, with one of my producers today, and yeah, it was very, you know, I still can't go into any details of what all I am up to, but I am in the works with um, Scotty the Medium. Uh, he's on TikTok and on Instagram, and Melissa the Ghost Doctor 
was also both on Instagram and TikTok, and we are in the process of filming a television show together. So um, more details will be announced in the future. (laughs) But no, that's about (laughs) all I can say right now. But we are really excited, so we're going to start doing more together on social media and things like that so that people can get an idea of how we work together as a team. So, yeah, very exciting. That sounds... (laughs) That sounds very exciting indeed. Um, and where can people follow you on your socials to keep up with this, with the news that, you know, hopefully will be, you'll be able to share soon? Yes, you can follow me at The Village Tarot Witch on Instagram and TikTok. And it's my only account. <laughs> That's Beautiful. The, yeah. The forever I, warning. <laughs> I, I, I have been caught out a few times by, yep. by, yeah multiple accounts by my scam accounts they've slowed (laughs) down a lot since i i got verified on instagram so they slowed down quite a bit but they're still out there so yeah there is only there's only one me the village chair witch check the spelling (laughs) beautiful and look for the blue tick as well and look for the blue tick exactly for the blue tick so as i say um this is the case of gypsy rose blanchard and the murder of her mother Dee Dee. I'm sure that this is a case that quite quite a few people are aware of. You know, normally we do the lesser known cases, but occasionally we dip our toes into cases that are a little bit more mainstream. Um, and obviously you said that you're pretty familiar with this one. It's one of your favorite oh, I love this dives. one. Yeah, it was um, a great mini series. I feel ooh. like within the last few years, uh, I have like zero concept of time. So that should just be thrown out there. It's it's been a while, but I have no idea exactly how long. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It came out on Hulu in the states, so I don't know if you guys had that over there. Oh, it was yeah, very we well done. So yeah, for those unfamiliar with the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, it's a it's a pretty heartbreaking case, I would say, of a mentally ill mother who would abuse her daughter to the point that Gypsy would take drastic action to end the abuse. Um, so uh, trigger warning. Um, we will be talking about abuse in this episode, a little bit of physical, a lot of mental, a lot of emotional, the, a spectrum, shall we say, of, of abuse from, from her mother. Um, so Carly, are you ready to get into this, this case? I am so ready. Let's do it. Wonderful. Dee Dee Blanchard was born Claudine Pitry, I believe, in 1967 in the vicinity of the Gulf Coast in at Chack Bay, Louisiana. She spent her childhood years with her family at Golden Meadow. Um, Blanchard was uh, one of Claude Anthony Pitry Sr. and Emma Louis Gisclair's five children. I've probably butchered all those pronunciations, but we move. <laughs> she was known to regularly steal from her family, which relatives felt was a sort of vengeance uh, for when things didn't go her way. It's not quite what you do when things don't go your way. Uh, but okay, I know, either. right? I'm mad. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take money because I I'm owed this money for this slight inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. You, you could already see me. that. Like, yeah, so, some, something something ain't right in that whole situation already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. The warning signs are already already there. Um, red flag. <laughs> red flag. Absolutely. Uh, so she had worked as a nurse's aide at some point in her early adulthood. Her mother's death in 1997 may have been caused uh, may have caused may have caused B 
been caused. My Lord, let's try that again. Um, her mother's death in 1997 may have been caused by her depriving her of food, according to the family's suspicions. Uh, Didi sounds like a wonderful woman so far. Oh, you know, Am I right? gem, gem of the earth, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, what do, you know, carefully maintaining her mother's weight is just, no, that's, that's, that's completely horrible. Like, mistreating children or elderly are both like, th- those are both people that need care. And the fact that she clearly that's like her her go-to is wielding power over somebody who needs it and it's just it's disgusting absolutely so when she was 24 Didi would um become pregnant by rod blanchard then 17 in golden meadow louisiana on july the 27th 1991 gypsy rose blanchard would be born and her mother Didi and her father rod would uh had split up just before birth. Dee Dee portrayed Rod as a deadbeat drug addict who had abandoned his daughter, um, but Rod would have a different account. Uh, He would say that he got married for the wrong reasons, um, and he would continue to communicate with Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose even after they split up, and would continue to send them money. Now, I'm not a parent. (laughs) I'm not a father. I am. Um, You know, Carly, does this really sound like a deadbeat dad? I'm going to go. No, no. (laughs) Actually, like, I I know some of the other things that she said about him. I don't know if you're going to say any of that later, but like, she does not paint a nice picture of this man. She like actively will go on and with all of her fake identities say that he was abusive. He was all these things. And like, I don't, maybe there, maybe there was some abuse. I don't know. But um, the fact that he kept trying and as, like after the story is yeah. over, he visits Gypsy in jail. Like he he is still showing up for his daughter. Says yeah. which which one is the which one is the problematic yes, parent here? <laughs> that's right. If she was twenty four and he was seventeen, like you know, that's that's a yeah. little problematic in itself. <laughs> yes. Uh, now that you've actually reminded me of the ages, that didn't even register until you said that. I was like, yeah, because he was said that. I'm like, Ooh. He's underage, so like technically, yeah, that he he was underage when Gypsy was conceived. So yeah, red flag city. (laughs) If you were both consenting adults, then that is one thing. And like I know that state by state, there are different rules of what and what is considered an adult. I don't know Louisiana's, but like if we're just going based off the age of eighteen which is the generally accepted in America, 18 means you're an adult, then yeah, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm being that guy, I know. But imagine if, if Rod was the 24-year-old and Didi was I the actually, 17-year-old. I was going to say that, yeah. Because, no, it's true. Because if, if, if he was a man, if she'd gotten pregnant at 17, of course, it would depend on a lot of different factors, but like he could have been in some serious legal trouble. And yeah. women, I think I don't I don't want to say that women get away with it more, but it's almost like you you nail you bagged an older woman or something like that. You know, it's just Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a sign of sort of a cougar. That's a right. badge it's of just, honor, isn't it? Yeah. It's icky. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's no it's matter gross. what gender it is, it's just <laughs> it's, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> So, uh, Dee Dee established herself as a model parent early on, 
a selfless single mother who would sacrifice anything for her young child. She also gave off the impression that she was certain that something was seriously wrong with her daughter. When Gypsy was three months old, according to her father Rod, her mother became sure that the child had sleep apnea. She then started bringing Gypsy to the hospital, where repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor and other tests revealed absolutely no evidence of said disorder. When Gypsy was seven or eight years old, she claimed to have fallen from her grandfather's motorcycle during a small collision. She was taken to the hospital by Dee Dee, where a minor abrasion on her knee was attended to. Dee Dee was nevertheless sceptical that her daughter had recovered. She, uh, she thought that Gypsy Rose would require a number of operations if she'd ever hoped to walk again. Bloody hell, Miss Dramatic. All she did was fall <laughs> off a bike and grazed her knee. I know. <laughs> Jeez. I know. Oh. This is this is one of those things too where it's like I know that things slip through the cracks and I know that medical professionals can't immediately be like, no, there's something wrong. But also like the repeated sleep apnea tests and then this extreme overreaction to like like I, I'm not saying it wasn't a big deal, but like that's that's a skinned knee. So like yeah. why why would she not recover from that? Why could she not walk again? You know? Oh, absolutely. You know, the things that I did as a kid, which resulted in far worse than a skin knee but I've still got both of my legs and I can still right? walk yeah <laughs> you can still walk just fine you're not like you're not permanently disfigured I just feel like Dee, Dee from the get-go is showing some serious serious mental issues and of course it's easy for us to like stand here and say that after the fact but also had to be signs in her day-to-day yeah. life too, which is just a bummer for everyone involved. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Gypsy Rose would continue to need a wheelchair until then, Dee uh, Dee would decide, in order to prevent aggravating her knee any further. Uh, Gypsy appears to have ceased attending school after the second grade. Her mother would allegedly homeschool her due to the severity of her diseases. However, it was later determined that this was an attempt to isolate Gypsy so she could continue to be abused. The Harry Potter novels um, would help Gypsy to learn to read on her own. Uh, pretty good novels to, to learn to yeah. as well when I was a kid. Love I Harry Potter. love me a Harry yep. Potter novels. So Dee Dee moved in with her father and stepmother while Gypsy's dad, Rod, remarried. Um, they would subsequently assert that Dee Dee would poison meals with Roundup weed killer while cooking it for her stepmother, which caused her own <laughs> chronic illness at the time. That's fucking oh, brutal. Wow. Um, <laughs> right? Like, wow, look, wow, wow. Yeah. Every, everyone's got an evil stepmother, but I don't think putting Roundup weed killer in her meals oh, is a good gosh. way to like, deal with that. I know. But, I, I actually forgot about the Roundup. I forgot that that happened. I remember it now that, now that you've told me. But that again is like, why are people letting her, like, how is no one stepping in? Like, go to jail. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. attempted murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. This is attempted murder murder of the stepmother. Mm-hmm. And then her own mother. Um, her own mother. Yeah. Was, you know. She starved her own mother to death. Now. She starved yeah. her. That's it. Yeah, yeah. If she was working in a nursing home and... Her mother was a patient. If her mother wasn't her mother, but if she was working in a nursing home and her mother was a patient, she would probably go to jail for that. Like it, it would be a big deal across everywhere. But yeah. somehow, I think it. I think it also goes to sh- 
like it I think it goes to show a little bit about how good she was at lying and manipulating that like everybody has to see that these things are going on and I bet that it was just like I bet she was one of those people that you had a conversation with her and you walked away being like am I the crazy one yeah did she really do this you know what I mean yeah you know and like you said she probably knew how to to play the strong single mother cards um you know with a with a a sick daughter and she's doing the best she can and and all of this stuff you know and like you said she's she i I can imagine she is very very manipulative and is very good at manipulating people as well so as i said there was the trying to poison her mother uh stepmother with the roundup weed killer she was detained at that time as well for a number of relatively minor infractions um which would include writing bad checks um, so she moved with Gypsy um, to the New, New Orleans suburb of uh, Slidell uh, when the Petries started to frequently question her about how she treated Gypsy and expressed suspicions about her part in her stepmother's ailing death, uh, ailing health, sorry, not ailing death, that didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> shortly after she left, um, her stepmother's health mysteriously, guys, mysteriously improved how strange how How did this happen (laughs) i am shocked by this news i just don't even know it's almost like someone stopped putting roundup in her food (laughs) man is stunned (laughs) oh what this is a miracle this is a miracle is what this is (laughs) yeah i it does seem to be a theme of hers that when she's about to get caught, she picks up and moves to a new place and gives them a whole new backstory. Yeah. Um, she located a dilapidated apartment and uh, subsisted on Rod's child support payments. Remember the deadbeat dad, um, yep. you know, that doesn't help with anything, but yeah, is still giving them child support. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> as well as the disability checks she obtained from Gypsy Rose's uh, alleged ailments. Uh, they mostly visited several specialists at Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, where they spent the majority of their time. Uh, this is due to the fact that her child now had uh, vision and hearing issues, in addition to her chromosomal uh, condition and muscular dystrophy. She also asserted that the child had started having convulsions. This, this is an ever-growing list this it is the most is. unhealthy it child is. in the world at this point. I also just feel like, like I know that she wears glasses, so I know that her vision that one is probably like that's probably accurate. But also, I remember her taking her glasses off when she was like, you know, up and walking around. Maybe she still had them on. I don't know. But either way, I feel like literally all of these things, it, it's a simple test. Except that, you know, she would if one doctor said no, she would go to another one and just like badger them until someone was like. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Despite the fact that Gypsy Rose's medical testing revealed absolutely zero evidence of any of these conditions, um, doctors nonetheless gave her cheap painkillers and anti-seizure medication. Uh, During this time, she also underwent a number of operations and um, was frequently brought to the emergency room for minor problems. Um, Gypsy and her mother would flee um, their destroyed apartment for a special needs facility in Covington after Hurricane uh, Katrina would devastate the region in August 2005. 
Gypsy's medical files, including her birth certificate, uh, were conveniently obliterated in the floodwaters. Um, they were transported to Missouri the following month after an Ozarks-born doctor suggested that they go there. As I said, pretty convenient that all of the Very medical convenient. files were destroyed. Yeah, had that because then the, you're yeah. I feel like that was a stroke of luck for Dee Dee because that means that like Katrina was a big deal. I lived in Houston when Katrina happened, so we didn't get hit, but we had a lot of people who lost their homes and everything coming to Houston. So like. I remember that time frame very, very well. And uh, yeah, it really was a stroke of luck for her in this sense that she now could tell doctors whatever she wanted about Gypsy Rose and nobody could double check. <laughs> I mean, they could have because those records still existed, but also her, Katrina's Katrina survivor. They, they flew her out just for that. Everybody's going to be inclined to believe whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so during their time there, uh, Dee Dee and Gypsy would become minor celebrities and were seen as champions for the disabled and the sick. Uh, the Olay Foundation, which promotes the rights of people who use feeding tubes, selected Gypsy as its 2007 Child of the Year. Uh, they received trips to Disney World from Make-A-Wish Foundation and backstage access to a Miranda Lambert concert and uh, Habitat for Humanity would even build them a home with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub. Hot tub. I'm quite jealous. That's fancy. That. Yeah, yeah. I want a hot tub. <laughs> I would love a hot tub. <laughs> Where's my crutches? <laughs> you need to skin your knee. Oh, dude, I know. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, the story of a single mother who was forced to escape Katrina's destruction with a severely disabled daughter would pull at the heartstrings of the local community and attracted considerable media attention. And the neighborhood would frequently step up to assist Dee Dee. Uh, Rod uh, Blanchard, um, obviously Gypsy's father, would continue to send her gifts, um, pay $1,200 in child support every month, um, and would that's occasionally... That's a lot for one right, kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, a, Rem- that's a lot. I have, I have three children, and if I got 1200 a month for each one of them, I wouldn't have to work at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> you would be making it rain. <laughs> what judge signed? Oh, I guess maybe it's because of her medical conditions, but Probably. either way, what? That's so much money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very close to my monthly salary. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously, that is like, wow. God damn. <laughs> I am astounded. I'm so annoyed about this. And rem- remember, guys, remember, oh. this is uh, this is drunk, deadbeat, no good for nothing yeah. dad. This, this is drunk dad, drunk, <laughs> possibly abusive dad who doesn't care for him or or for her or their daughter and walked out on them or whatever. Right. <laughs> that guy, that guy deserves like a formal apology. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Um he would send her, send, as I said, he would continue to send her gifts, um, pay child support each month, um, and would, ca- would occasionally speak to Gypsy on the phone. Um, during one call uh, on Gypsy's 18th birthday, Dee Dee advised him not to divulge Gypsy's real age since, um, quote, she thinks she's 14. It just gets worse. Like ev- every, ev- every little thing here is like, oh, I didn't think it could get worse than that, but it does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. 
so Gypsy would enchant everyone that she would encounter. Um, she appeared to have all of the issues her mother stated um, due to her five foot uh, height, practically toothless mouth, thick glasses and high childlike voice. Uh, Gypsy's mother frequently shaved Gypsy's head to stimulate, uh, sorry, simulate the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, which is uh, yeah, massively that part's fun. messed up too. And the that is, so I don't remember if I don't remember where I heard this tidbit. So like, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like it was. I feel like it came from Gypsy herself, who said that. I mean, she was convinced that she had all of these things too. So her mom would say that they're shaving it ahead of the treatments because it was going to fall out anyways. And, ah, oh, that just makes me so sad for, for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, as Carly said, the reason that this was done was um, allegedly telling Gypsy that since her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, it was just best to shave it anyway. Um, yep. Well, if that's Gypsy... your whole life, why would you not, like... You wouldn't have any reason to question that. <laughs> that's it. She's conditioned, I suppose, at this point, isn't she? To just believe yeah, what her mother is telling her. Yeah, that's all that she knows. She's been told her entire life that she has all these things, that she's the sick. She's She has a feeding tube that she didn't need put into her. Her teeth are falling out of her mouth, not because of bad dental hygiene, but because of the medication that she's taking. So it's like... She probably genuinely felt sick because I'm positive that some of that medicine would make you sick if you don't actually yeah. need to take it. <laughs> so Gypsy, um, to disguise her baldness, uh, would often wear wigs or hats. Um, so in addition to the mental abuse, uh, Dee Dee would um, turn to physical abuse. Dee Dee would always hold her hand, uh, daughter's hand in public and would use uh, physical violence to discipline her child. Gypsy would say that her mother would give her hand a very firm squeeze if she said something that either implied she was not truly ill or seemed above her alleged mental capacities. Dee Dee would also hit her with open hands or a coat hanger when the two of them were alone. Eventually, doctors across the country took notice of Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose's, Rose Blanchard after they garnered media attention from numerous foundations. Um, soon, Experts began contacting Didi to see what they could possibly do. Um, Bernardo uh, Flasterstein, or Flasterstein, there we go, um, a Springfield-based uh, pediatric neurologist, made the invitation to see Gypsy Rose at his office. Uh, Flasterstein would find something truly shocking, not really, um, when when she was there. In addition to not having uh, muscular dystrophy. Ditsy Rose didn't actually have any of the other illnesses Dee Dee said she had. Um, after observing Gypsy stand and bear her own weight, he told Dee Dee during a subsequent visit, quote, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. He started calling doctors in New Orleans after Dee Dee uh, dismissed him. Um, Flasterstein was able to identify physicians whose records had survived, notwithstanding Dee Dee's assertion that very that conveniently the hurricane that's yeah, yeah. it absolutely yeah. <laughs> they've managed to wipe out every single one but there you yeah, there actually are yeah. good for this guy though this is one of the only people in the story i think that like made an effort to be like there is something very not wrong here and so much could have been avoided if she had gone to jail yeah. for you know killing her mother and attempting to kill her stepmother or even before that having so social services come in and say hey What's going on there, friend? How come you're 
how come you're having a hard time thinking that your daughter's never going to walk yeah. again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good for this guy because he really <laughs> went, he he really tried for Gypsy. 100%. Um, one of the few people that actually did by by the sounds of sounds mm-hmm. of this. After talking to various physicians and confirming once again that Gypsy Rose uh, was for all intents and purposes a healthy child, uh, he began to suspect that Dee Dee was the one who was actually sick. Um, mm-hmm. He believed that Munchausen syndrome by proxy might be present. Um, Dee Dee uh, managed to gain access to Flasterstein's notes um, and would stop Gypsy, uh, stop taking Gypsy to see him as a result. You know, <laughs> you know that uh. she she found those notes and she was just like, nope, <laughs> we're going nope. to see somebody else. <laughs> nope, this guy is not falling for my stuff. So therefore, yeah. uh, I bid you adieu. That's a whole yeah. vibe right there. Uh, in 2001, Gypsy had gone to um, science fiction and fantasy conventions. Oh, sorry, since 2001, um, Gypsy had gone to science fiction and fantasy conventions, occasionally cosplaying because her wheelchair allowed her to fit in uh, with their diverse and welcoming communities. Uh, she made what might have been considered an escape attempt at a 2011 event, but it failed when her mother discovered her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Oh, I forgot uh, Dee- about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dee Dee uh, would display the documents with Gypsy's erroneous younger birth date and threaten to call the police. As a punishment, I guess, for this, Gypsy would claim that following this, uh, Dee Dee would break her computer with a hammer um, changed Gypsy, chained Gypsy to her bed for two weeks and threatened to break her fingers if she ever tried to run away again. Holy I fuck, mean, Dee Dee. This is serving Jeez. Kathy Bates from misery right here. Like, all all of that, all of that. It's just, yeesh. <laughs> How <laughs> dare is... you try to escape this life that you are clearly thriving in, child? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't care that you are a legal adult. No, no, you're yeah. not. Because I have this paperwork that says that you are much younger. <laughs> yeah, definitely. De- like you said, definitely given those Kathy, Kathy Bates vibes. Like, Kathy I can Bates. S- it yeah. sounds really bad. It sounds really bad. But I'm picturing just Dee Dee being like, <laughs> the skinning of your knee didn't work. And no. then she just grabs a sledgehammer like, yep. <laughs> like she does she on the, on the though. film. She would, though. I feel like this like... entire story is like, <laughs> oh. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gypsy Rose would start to talk to um, a man called Nicholas uh, Goodjohn, um, a man around her own age from Big Bend, Wisconsin. In 2014, Gypsy revealed to her 23-year-old next-door neighbor, Aaliyah Woodmansey, um, that she and Goodjohn had, had talked about eloping, had even chosen names for future children. Um, Good John and Gypsy Rose flirted online using five different Facebook pages and occasionally they used BDSM uh, components, which Gypsy had since stated was more uh, what he was interested in rather than what she was interested in. Um, the following year, Gypsy made plans um, and provided funding for Good John to see her mother uh, in Springfield. Um, she intended for him to merely bump into her in passing while she and Dee Dee were at a movie theater, uh, both of them dressed up and to appear to start a relationship in that, that whole meet cute that they planned is like, <laughs> like, it's yeah. so over the top. I love that for them. Like if that had worked, but that's like straight up like, 
teen yeah, romance not- novel stuff. She was dressed like Cinderella. He was dressed like <laughs> Prince Charming. I think they were seeing the live action Cinderella. I could, oh, I, wow. I could be wrong. Like, I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. I love Disney. But in terms of like a surprise run-in encounter where she's dressed like a princess and he's dressed like the prince, I could I could have these details wrong, but I'm pretty Wait. sure I remember something about that and it was supposed to be a chance encounter. <laughs> it's just like, wh- what are the odds? My prince charming, however they're dressed. <laughs> what? Look at this very nice stranger that my mother will definitely accept because she lets me talk to people whenever I want without squeezing and pinching my hand. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. Um, so when they finally did meet um, in person for the first time, uh, according to Good John, uh, Gypsy would take him to the restroom where they would have sex. Uh, the you know, two. There's nothing kept, more romantic I- than a dirty movie theater bathroom floor. You know, that's that screams romance. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's that's when people are like dirty sex. That is genuinely dirty sex. That, that is genuinely you're doing that it in is, a bathroom. Yeah, you're in in a bathroom. Also, like bathroom floors, ick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's what would like probably sway me not to. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. a prude, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to be ass naked on some skanky bar. Yeah, is there at least like any standing? Do we know when the last time it was mopped in here? Like that's, (laughs) I I have questions. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, uh, I don't know what they're like in the UK, but like movie theaters here, like, you know, when you walk across a floor sometimes and it's sticky and your shoes are just like, you can feel every step just Imagine your ass on that. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same here, to be fair. <laughs> Ours are not pristine either. Uh, so the two would keep communicating online, all the while putting the finishing touches on their plan to get rid of Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, and I think there is a good time for a, for a break. Uh, that was, that was a, a lengthy first part. But what do you think, Carly? So take a I little so. breather. Break time. Cool. We shall see you back here in just a little bit. Do you find crime podcasts to be a little too murdery? Then take a break from all things heavy and get petty. Join us, Amanda and Trevin, as we share killer facts, dreadful dilemmas, and tell real-life petty crime stories in the style of an audio drama. There, sprayed all over the aisle floor and eight display wigs, was a fresh pile of poo. Listen to Live Laugh Larceny on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a world that has been completely divided for so long, two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other, a horror movie fanatic. Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everyone, um, to the second part of our case about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, how did you? How are you feeling about Dee Dee, uh, Carly? She seems like the mother of the year so mother far. Mother of the year. <laughs> the you know, I, year. as a mother, heavy sarcasm, wish that I could be as good of a mother as she is to her <laughs> precious daughter. <laughs> a, a bright, shining light. Uh, <laughs> A, a beautiful example for mothers everywhere. <laughs> if, right, 100%. If Gypsy Rose had actually been disabled, then she would, she really would have been someone to celebrate in that she devoted her life to taking care of her daughter. But I actually think that makes it even worse because there are so many people who have those types of disabilities and sicknesses like that. And Dee Dee got so much money from people yeah. that yeah. people with actual illnesses weren't ever, they never got the level of celebrity that Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose got and therefore didn't get that kind of, you know, those kind of things. And that just, it's, ugh, it's sickening. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So uh, Nicholas uh, Goodjump appeared to be the person that Gypsy Rose had been waiting for to save her. And through Facebook messages, the two would plan the demise of her mother, Dee Dee. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. Uh, in June 2015, Good John had returned to Springfield. Uh, he did so while Gypsy and her mother were away for a medical appointment. Um, he went to the Blanchard residence after they'd gotten home and Dee Dee had gone to sleep. Uh, Gypsy allowed him into the house and would allegedly supply him a knife, gloves, and duct tape on the understanding that he would use them to kill Dee Dee. And indeed, that is what Nicholas would do. Uh, Gypsy Rose would hide in the bathroom, covering her ears so she wouldn't hear the screams coming from her mother's bedroom. While Dee Dee was sleeping in her bed, Nicholas Goodjohn would stab her in the back 17 times. Just got to be thorough make sure there you know, you know get 17 and yeah that's the amount of stabs like that like that's i think that's when they classify it as overkill that's that's a lot 100 <laughs> percent. the ip address from which posts were made uh to dd's account were tracked by facebook at the request of the police um and it turned out to be in wisconsin uh, and the following day, the Waukesha County Police conducted a raid at the Good John's Big Bend residence. He and Gypsy both turned themselves in and were detained on suspicion of murder and felony armed criminal behavior. Many people had known Gypsy after Dee Dee, who had known Gypsy after Dee Dee's murder, um, questioned why she had gone so far um, as to kill her. She might have easily exposed Dee Dee's lies by standing up in front of everyone since she could not walk. The fact, is, the fact was, Gypsy had been under her mother's control and supervision for her entire uh, childhood. She wasn't allowed to go to school. Though Gypsy was of normal intelligence, Dee Dee had told everyone that her daughter had a mental age of seven. When they were out in public, Dee Dee constantly held Gypsy's hand, squeezing it when she wanted her daughter to be quiet. Uh, Dr. Mark Feldman, an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy, would say, quote, uh, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. 
her daughter was in essence a hostage and i think we can understand the crime that occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape um yeah 100%. i really don't like i, I don't I don't condone what happened, but I don't honestly see a way out for her other than this. Like, <laughs> I I have some thoughts about the way that it happened and, you know, we can get into that later. But the fact of the matter is, unless an authority figure stepped in, I, I don't think that she could have gotten away. <laughs> like, I agree yeah. with that. That doctor that obviously I should agree with because that's an actual professional and not just a <laughs> white woman behind a microphone. <laughs> but I agree. I agree. But no, it is true because like how was she supposed to get away? It's not like she has money or access to money or a vehicle and her mother, yeah. she was she was drugged like I think that in her mind the only way out was to have someone literally help her escape and I, I can see why she felt like the only thing she could do was to kill her mother because that's like yeah it, it is like a kidnapper a kidnap victim trying to get away and what do you do you kill your kidnapper <laughs> if you can yeah. you know be like yeah. I'm gonna make sure this guy can't come after me again fairly well <laughs> yeah 100% <laughs> Uh, so soon, Dee Dee's constant companion of sympathy turned to Gypsy Rose. Uh, people who had previously expressed grief for Dee Dee's passing were now indignant that she could treat a child in such um, a cruel way. Mental illness and narcissism and attention-seeking and everything else is probably <laughs> plays a part in that. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, County Prosecutor Dan Patterson quickly declared that he would not seek the death sentence for either, Gy either Gypsy or Goodjohn, describing the case as exceptional and uncommon, despite the fact that the allegation of first-degree murder is subject to the death penalty or life in prison in Missouri. Um, her lawyer was able to negotiate a plea deal for second-degree murder after obtaining her medical documents from Louisiana. Um, she agreed to the plea deal in July 2015, and she would receive a, a 10-year prison term. Uh, despite the fact that both Good John and Gypsy concurred uh, that he was the one who really killed Dee Dee, the prosecution claimed that Good John started the murder conspiracy and was therefore subject to the more serious allegation. His attorneys would claim that he hasn't had an IQ of 82 and is on the autistic spectrum indicating mm -hmm. that he has impaired capacity. Uh, the prosecution demanded a second psychiatric examination in January uh, 2017, which led to the postponement of his trial. My IQ is probably 82, not because I'm on the spectrum. I'm just a bit dumb. So that's the, part, that's the part that I had that I, I have questions and reservations about because I have heard this. I can't remember what they come back with if they, if they stick with that or not, but... It did seem like the the main conspirator was Gypsy herself and kind of like dropped breadcrumbs and kind of behind the scenes, you know, suggested this. And, again, you know, again, I, I can see why she would. I just it feels a little bit manipulative, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I really am sympathetic to her, especially because I have heard her say in prison that this is the most free that she's ever felt. And. That's it, that's actual jail, you know. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's saying something. If your living conditions are better in prison than 
yeah, what what has your life been? Uh, so the trial for Good John would be scheduled for uh, November 2018. The case was submitted to the jury after four days in the courtroom. Involuntary manslaughter, second-degree murder, or first-degree murder were the three murder accusations that the jury could find Good John guilty of, or uh, they might find him not guilty of any of them, potentially. However, that obviously wasn't the case because Good John would be found guilty of first-degree murder and engaging in armed criminal activity after the jury returned with its decision after about two hours of deliberation. Didi's family in Louisiana, who had confronted her about Gypsy, about how Gypsy had been treated years earlier, did not lament uh, Didi's passing. Um, later, Gypsy's father, stepmother, and the nephew who initially revealed facts about her condition before she started utilizing a wheelchair, all agreed that Didi observed what happened to her, that Gypsy had been, uh, sorry, that Didi deserved what happened to her, and that Gypsy had been punished enough. And in in the biggest fuck you to Didi uh, I could think of, her father and stepmother eventually dumped her ashes down the toilet because not one of them was willing to pay for her funeral. Yeah, that is a huge <laughs> fuck you. Also, she kind of deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, if any, like everybody deserves a proper burial. She was cremated, so like she was. You know, that happened, but yeah, I've flushed that flushed that shit down the toilet, literally. <laughs> so. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's the level of petty that I aspire to. <laughs> petty AF. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Gypsy Rose's father, Rod, is a little bit more understanding, surprisingly. Um, telling BuzzFeed, quotes, I think Dee Dee's problem was she started a web of lies. And there was no escaping after. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I, you know, I, that, would, I would tend to agree. I, I would agree with that. I also feel like that was like the most polite way that he could have handled the situation. Because yeah. he would have been well within his rights to be like that fucking bitch and just go yeah. off the rails. And literally no one would blame him. They'd just be like, you know what? You're right. Go off. <laughs> you are right, sir. Write that book, okay? I'll buy that memoir. <laughs> My life with Didi. <laughs> My life uh, with Didi. <laughs> very brief, very terrible, you know? Like, yeah. I, think, I, I just feel like, once again, it speaks volumes. I don't know anything about this guy other than this one little bit here, but I just feel like most people would not take the high road in that situation and be like she was in she got caught in a web of lies and show her that level of sympathy that I don't think she deserved. <laughs> no. Not at all. Yeah, so not at all. so uh, according to um Flasterstein, uh, who's the pediatric neurologist who thought Gypsy was entirely capable of walking on her own and noted in his notes that he suspected um Munchausen by proxy um it was just the second such potential case that he had ever encountered. Later in 2015, uh, a former nurse sent him the news article about Dee Dee's death at the hands of Gypsy and her lover. Um, quote, poor Gypsy. Um, she suffered all those years and for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's most of her life, even though she spent 10 years now in prison, I think-ish. No, oh, yeah, about 10 years in prison. And... Still, yeah. she spent more of her life so f up, up to this point under her mother's care than in prison, where she said that she felt more free. 
Yeah. That's, you know, do I agree with what she did? No. Could she have done it differently? I can see why she thought no, but, you know, questionable still. But yeah, I think she has suffered enough. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's a terrible way to yeah. live. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Feldman would tell the would tell the Springfield news leader um, after Gypsy's guilty plea that he could certainly claim DD had Munchausen um, by proxy based on what he knew about the case, even though it is technically impossible to make a formal diagnosis of it. Obviously, the slight wrinkle that DD is dead, but if someone does scream Munchausen by proxy, it's slight wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> just a slight issue oh this really puts a damper on things i think that this is one of the only cases where i i think we can confidently say despite having thoroughly examined her as a living person that's fucked up munchausen by proxy <laughs> yeah i mean you know isn't isn't sort of one of the main things with that inflicting pain to get attention and yeah you know she's abusing Dee Dee very much to get attention and sympathy from other people so Yep. She fits the criteria. He would state that, quote, Gypsy was um, infantilized and kept away from her peers. She was little more than a tool for Dee Dee to navigate through the world the way she wanted to. Gypsy Rose would hold off on speaking to the media until after her plea. Uh, when she did, she revealed to BuzzFeed reporter Michelle Dean that she had been able to conduct research on uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy on prison computers and that her mother displayed every symptom. She accepted the routine head shavings because she accepted Dee Dee's assertion that she had cancer, despite the fact that she knew she could walk and eat solid food. According to expert Mark Feld Feldman, um, Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy abuse victims frequently avoid doctors and hospitals in their later years due to unresolved, unresolved trust difficulties. Mm -hmm. Gypsy occasionally displayed uh, the same sociopathic manipulative characteristics as her mother, who had served as her only role model for a large portion of her life. I suppose the murder plan is a, is a good example of, yep. of yeah. displaying those characteristics. Yeah, Gypsy's probably one of those people we're like so sympathetic towards, but also will probably need like a lot of care after she gets out of prison too, just undoing the damage that her mother did to her mentally. Um, today, Gypsy Rose is a healthy um, woman. She, is, she has also claimed that she's had more freedom in prison than in the home she shared with Dee Dee. In 2018, she would claim, um, quote, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mum because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. When Dr. Phil asked her if she was relieved that her mother had been killed, um, however, Gypsy Rose would state, I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy that she's dead. And that is the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. It's the question of, is murder ever justified? Is there a, such a thing as justifiable? I think, okay, so I, I, feel like, I feel like the answer should be no, but also I think yes. I think that there are cases where murder is justifiable. You fuck with a child. I just I don't really care. I I I do not care. The I've heard plenty of stories of children being made victims and the dads finding out and going and beating the abuser to death and I'm just like, "You know what? Good for you though." Because yeah. And honestly, in in Dee Dee's case, I I kind of side with her family. I 
I don't feel sorry that she died. Like, not even a tiny bit. Like, that sucks. That's a brutal way to go. I wouldn't want to go like that. But also, that was a terrible woman for her her entire life. She was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it you know, it was like you were we were sort of talking about a few times in this episode. You know, could she have done it differently? You know, yes. Did she have to go to murder? Uh, You know, debatable. Um, yeah well and i guess to be fair she did try at that at that comic con which i forgot about she did try with someone else and her mother yeah her mother caught her and stopped her so actually i i could see an extra layer of that technically was was like an an adult that she didn't need to manipulate and she got caught and pulled back so i can see why after that too she would have been like we're killing her is the only way (laughs) yeah yeah well that's it isn't it um you know it it seems like there was one there was only really one way out and unfortunately that was going to be the most extreme uh sort of solution to everything um yeah. you know and that was was taking someone's life i i really like cases like this that you know me and amy and, and other true crime podcasts they do episodes that are very much black and white you know very right. much this you is know, a very this... gray one this is probably one yeah, of the yeah. only cases that you would hear me saying she deserved to die or like because normally I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily think like that or express those opinions and this is one of those cases where you're like yeah no yeah yeah yeah. 100% 100% like it's definitely a a fun one to sort of dig into the psyches of people for sure it really is it really is that was that was excellent that was very well done thank you Um, round of applause I think I did miss out a few things, which I'm a bit bummed about. But it, it, hopefully, they weren't like <laughs> massively important. Um, this would be a this would be a hard one to get everything on, though, because that's yeah, that's a there, lot. there is a lot. <laughs> there is a lot, and you know, I didn't want this to be a, a three hour episode. You know, I didn't want to just cram loads of stuff in, and then you know, it just turns into this giant episode. But do you want to hear another terrible detail? No, that, this was like the, <laughs> this is the perfect summary. <laughs> it's like I tried to get it as much as I could. <laughs> you got in a lot. You got in a ton. I actually can't think of I can't think of really anything that you didn't cover. I feel like you hit on all of the all the big all the big parts, the big important details. Hopefully, um, and yes, I did bribe her to say that, listeners. Thank you, Carly. I'll, I'll send you the money. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but if you, as always, if you enjoy what we do here at Horror House, please leave us a review. Um, you can do that on Spotify um, or you, you, you can rate on Spotify. You can't review, but you can review on Apple Podcasts. Also, recommend us to your friends and your family and your enemies and your weird neighbor across the street. Postman, bin men, just anyone, anyone who will listen. Um, <laughs> do it nicely, though. Don't like force them to. like give them the choice you can also follow us on spotify um on apple podcasts um or whatever your podcast app of choice is and you can also follow us on instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod if you want to support us financially um you don't have to but if you would like to there is the merch store so if you want to get some merch um please do and there's also the buy me a coffee link. So if you would like to buy us some coffee, um, Amy lives on coffee. I'm very British. She's my kind of gal. Tea. <laughs> but she loves her coffee. 
Um, and I mean, we are content creators, so we always like coffee. So yes, throw us throw us some coffee on the on the Buy Me a Coffee page. Um, Carly, if you could just remind people where they can find you once again. Yes, if you would like to follow me, you can find me at the Village Tarot Witch on Instagram and TikTok. I cover a lot of different things, but come to me for your paranormal content <laughs> and tarot. <Beautiful. laughs> yes, tarot card reading. This is your gal. Yes, this that's is your me. gal. That's me. <laughs> um, as I said at the start, thank you again for coming on, Carly. A very short notice. It's, Anytime. It was an absolute Anytime. pleasure. And all that's left to say from me is, as always, stay spooky.